Yo, what's up? Welcome to Minorities. Here we go. Thank you for joining us on the Minorities podcast. My name is Chris. I'm here with my two best friends from high school. There is... Logan, it's your boy. That me. And me, Dariel, here to stir the pot and sip the tea. This one says, here's to you and here's to me. Friends, may we always be. But if by chance we disagree, up yours. Here's to me. (laughs) (laughs) I think Byron would really like that. I think he's so. <laughs> really? Yeah. When he, whenever we used to go over to James's house and drink, they'd always say a whole bunch of. I love that. <laughs> All right, welcome back, ladies, gays, days, and the people that aren't them. Thank you for clicking on this episode of the podcast. We have our guest on today, Jack. Hello. Welcome back. Hell yeah. Thank you. A regular. Yes. Today we're going to be talking about um, some paranormal experiences that we've had, and uh, yeah. Just kind of chatting it up. Hell yeah. But before we jump into all the spooky paranormals, we have regular mental health check. All right. Uh, Chris, how is your mental health doing today? Uh, Today, it's pretty good. Today's the start of my days off, so it feels nice. Um, oh, yeah. Mental health-wise, been pretty good for a little while. Uh, work's going really good. I just took to my I just took my clients to a festival yesterday. It was a blast. Lots of little boots to look at. Lots of cool, cool food to buy. So oh, yeah. overall, pretty good. Oh yeah. I love it. What about you, Logan? Next, Logan. Sure. Um, recently, um, a couple months ago, I probably wasn't doing too hot, <laughs> but recently it's been a lot better. Um, I just got a second job. I actually work with Darielle and her boyfriend, Byron, now. Super Yeah. Um, we work at Seek Outside. They've talked about it, so y'all know what it is by now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just started that. I also still work at Super 8. I'm still trying to find an apartment. I'm not buying my house anymore, so lots of stuff has changed probably since we've last uh, been on the podcast, but um, I'm here for it. Um, yeah, it's, it's been for the better. I'm, I have a very good outlook about it. Stressing about finding a place, but in my heart, I know that when the time comes, like something will line up and something will happen, and it'll all be good, because I mean, I'm still alive, so <laughs> it's been good so far. <laughs> Love that mental health yeah, pretty good. Pretty Snacks good. for the pretty good, yeah. All right, All right well, I guess I'll go next. Uh, my mental health is pretty good. Uh, this month is a little stressful just because <laughs> finances kind of suck right now. But uh, I'm in a house. I have food. I just a kitten from Chris and Jack, and I'm so excited about it. <laughs> I went up and saw them last week to get Simon, my handsome bug. Him's a little Simon. We'll post him. We'll post him and Tibby and all the other kittens on our Instagram at some point, so you guys can see them. But yeah, overall, my mental health check is pretty good. Oh, yeah. All right, 
Brian just joined us, so we're going to have his mental health check as well. Hell yeah. Byron? Let's hear it, Byron. Just how you're doing, you know, yeah. just doing the last couple weeks, just like in general. We're doing all right. Two feet in our beat. Hell yeah. I keep trying to break it down to myself because I'm bad with mental health and I kind of weigh on myself a little bit. So, like, I'm just trying to remind myself lately, like, at the end of the day, you're a human being. And, hey, what do you have to do to be a human being? Make it to the next day. That's exactly. it. Did you do that today? You won at being a human being. Exactly. So that's your win every day. You feel alive. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what I said. So we would say that is a pretty good mental health check. All right. Jack, bring it up the rear. Oh, yeah, I'll end this bitch. Okay. So, I guess I would say lately, I've been feeling very like refreshed. I feel like kind of like a new person. Um, recently, I've just been feeling really inspired to like create music. Um, most of my life, like, I've loved music and I haven't really told myself that I'm talented enough to do it, but I just kind of said, fuck it. And I'm just making an album just to do it just for shits and gigs. And yeah. So, and I'm feeling really good about it. I feel like really rejuvenated as one would say. Um, yeah. That's good. So, you I love really it. Good. I feel very creative. No, yeah. I'm excited. Your album is going to be a new adventure and you're going to love it. Yes, queen. You babies get prepared in a few years. Word. You'll see me on billboards. Hey, oh, that manifestation, yes. Period. Get used to this voice, honey. Ain't going nowhere far. <laughs> Away from you. <laughs> All right. So, just like Logan was saying, we're gonna go ahead and uh, get into some paranormal stories that we've all experienced or been a part of. First of all, happy October, everyone. Happy yeah, Halloween. It's, it's spook season. Yeah. So we gotta kick yeah. off spook season. <laughs> A spooky episode, obviously. So, for everyone listening, how the layout of this episode is going to go, so we're going to go ahead and start off with some of our individual stories, our ghost and paranormal stories of when we were kids, and then we'll move, we'll just kind of, we'll, we'll age the podcast like a nice aged cheese. Cheese. Oh. Work our way up and... Uh, not wine, cheese. No more Grow up. Oh my god! <laughs> but and then we'll get into our uh, our pretty long story, a long story with lots of twists in it that we all we all had a part in. Yeah, we'll save that one for the end. Yeah. So, Jack, do you want to start us off with a story from your childhood? <laughs> a story from my childhood. Sure. I guess I would say I have like two major stories. They're both pretty quick. Um, the first one happened um, in my basement when I was a child. I had a finished basement at the time. Um, so it was really nice. And that's where mainly me and my brother would like spend all of our time because our parents were like, okay, you and your best friends like down in the basement. And we stay upstairs. So that was kind of like the deal. Yeah. Um, so one day I was downstairs in the basement by myself and I was singing as usual, just belting away. And 
Um, we had like a back corner that I couldn't see, but there it was like an office area, and we had a bunch of filing cabinets. And I heard a file cabinet open and slam by itself. And it was so loud, it scared the shit out of me. And like, I ran over to see like what had happened and nothing had moved. Nothing, everything looked the same. And so I guess that was just kind of like spooky. And my house never really had any other paranormal activity like that I grew up in at least in Detroit um, at all. I didn't really deal with any of that. Um, so that was like the first time anything spooky happened to me. And then the second story that happened in the same house um, was quite recently after my uh, grandpa had passed away. And my grandpa would always tell me that he wanted to play catch with me with a ball. It was very simple. Um, I had just never met my grandpa before. And like I hadn't met him until he was passing away, sadly. And while he was in the hospital bed, he would tell me all the time how he just wanted to like get out of the hospital bed and just like get to know me and like just, you know, like do grandpa things with his grandson. And um, he sadly passed away. And not f only a few days after he passed, um, I was standing in front of my closet singing once again. It's something I was doing a lot as a child. Um, my closet door was open, but I used to have this old football in my closet. And as, you know, a kind of basically gay child, um, I didn't have any interest in sports, so that football was very shoved back into my closet, okay? Like, did not see the light of day. And I was singing, and all of a sudden, the football fell out of the back of my closet and rolled to my feet. Oh! Oh, hell. Oh, my God! Nope. Yeah. It was pretty oh. crazy, but I kind uh, of understood the gist. It wasn't scary for me, like, I just knew it was my grandpa, like, saying, like, you know, like, I wish I would have been able to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was it was just, like, closure, I guess. And as a child, I didn't really understand it, and I wasn't sad, but I wasn't scared. You know, I was more just like, oh, like, Grandpa. Like, it just made sense. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, but that, those are, like, really, at least that I can remember. I'm sure more happened. But, you know, our memories like to block out things that terrify us as a child, so I don't really remember much of that. But those are the two stories I remember mostly. Nice. Yeah. Nice. The one about your grandpa is really, it's so cute. Yeah. Isn't it? I know. I was like, that's wholesome. That's why I feel like I, I wasn't that scared. That fucking terrified me for like oh, a yeah. solid 20 minutes. And I would have been like, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Shoo. Okay, well, who wants to go next? That's kind of wholesome. Okay, so. Make sure you invoice that. So I had gone, I lived in this house for a good bit. Like, I think we just moved out of it last year, so like 11 years. And it's had a bunch of funky shit happen in it just all throughout those years. But I remember, like, I think it was like the second or third year we'd been there. So I was like 10 or 11. And I was walking around and, uh, no. I was in bed and I had gotten out of bed to go get water. And so I walked from my bedroom underneath this little light all the way across the house because it was on the opposing side of the house. Well, I had my water and they started to come back and the light was on still, except I could see something under the light and it looked like something had like dropped in a puddle and it was like rippling, but it was like the shape of a person. 
and I just let out this banshee wail because I was terrified, you know, I was a as little kid. As you do. And my mom just dead sprints, like, just straight through it into me, and I was like, what? Like, and when I looked what? back, it just wasn't there. No. Oh. And then there's another story. This happened more recently. I think I was, like, 16 at the time. Uh, I was 16 or 17. But I'd been hanging out with my friends, uh, James and Lindsay, at the time. And I'd spent the night over at their house. And we just stayed up all night playing video games and hanging out. And it was, like, the morning after. And, like, the sun had come up and everything, like, was chill. They were going to bed. And they told me that they just had a ghost. Lindsay's very in tune with that type of stuff. She has her own paranormal trip, which is super cool. But uh, I was sitting on their dining room table. And she was standing at the edge of her door, but we could both see into the kitchen. So it's a good, like, 15 feet away from us. There's a Corona bottle full of salt. And it's just sitting on the counter. And it moves over, like, I want to say, like, a foot and a half. And just drops over to the side, like, just falls over after it moves like that. But there was nobody in the kitchen. It was just us. And she looks me dead in my face. And she says, oh, yeah, that's the ghost. Good night, and turns around to go to bed, and I swear, like I yelled, "Nope!" and just ran and jumped into their bed. Jesus Christ! <laughs> the demon though is in the closet. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. Besides, hey, that's a good one. Right, okay. There we go. I think the only one that I can really remember as a kid, so me and my best friend at the time, we, I don't even know how we found out about what a Ouija board was, but I remember that we drew one on a piece of cardboard and we used a little, um, I think we used like a glass dish or like a plastic Tupperware thing as our little piece to move around the board and we sat down right in front of the doors of my house and we played with this ouija board and uh, as a kid at your entrance i will be honest i had a very active imagination from the jump so that could have some play in this but i just remember after we used that ouija board i felt something like i don't know I didn't, as a eight-year-old, I couldn't tell you if it was good or bad. It didn't ever interact with me. But every single night, I was the type of kid, I could not sleep with my door closed. I don't know why. I had to have it open. I had to be able to see outside of my bedroom. And after this experience, that stopped. Um, I would see this figure at the, so there was stairs in my house. So there was like two sets of stairs. And at the second set of stairs at the top was my room so you could like crawl up the stairs and like lay on your stomach and like look into my room if you wanted to and my mom has done that a few times to like check on us so i thought maybe it was her because she did that but every time i didn't know if it was her because it happened like pretty frequently for a while and then I don't remember. I don't remember it. I guess it stopped at some point because I don't remember it after a certain it's point. But it was really freaky. I would just see this black figure at like the bottom of my doorway, 
And it was just like the head and like shoulders kind of thing. Like where your stairs are just like looking. Yeah. Oh, it's just like a shadow almost was like looking. Nope. It was weird. It was super weird. I couldn't explain it. It was weird. That's the only kind of sort of paranormal thing that I can remember as a kid though. I That's why I only have one that I like somewhat remember and I only remembered after Jack told his story, but um <clears throat> So, when I was, like, a little more backstory, um, I used to go over to my grandparents' house every Wednesday, um, like, every week, and we'd have dinner with them, and we'd mow their lawn, um, and when I got older, I started mowing the lawn, um, and usually when I would do it, my grandpa would just, like, sit out on the porch, um, and he'd just, like, sit there, he wouldn't talk to me, he'd just, like, sit there and watch, (laughs) and, um, like, especially during the, like, summer months and stuff. Um, and when I was, like, I think I was 13, like, turning 14, um, he had passed away, um, and it was, like, a week before his birthday, which is in August, um, and so, like, two or three weeks later, we were over there on a Wednesday, and I was mowing their lawn, and I was, like, walking parallel to their house and, like, where their front porch was, and, like, I got this, like, chill and like it felt like the hair on the back of my neck stood up and like out of the corner of my eye i swear to god i swear to god i saw my grandpa just sitting there with his sunglasses on like just sitting there with his arms crossed just like watching me mow the lawn and i was like oh holy shit like holy shit and like as soon as i looked over and like looked at where i thought he was sitting there was nothing there but it like I felt like I have never felt that way about something that I thought I saw in my entire life. And I was just like, holy shit. Oh, like, he's watching me mow the lawn. Since you said that's that's so cool. Oh, oh, I love that. Yeah, it was pretty neat. But that's, like, really the... Oh, I have one other one that was... That's, like, kind of... I don't know if it's, like, paranormal. Um, sorry. I didn't mean no, you're good. Um, when... In 2017, um, I had a cousin who had passed away um, and like in the week um between when he had passed away and like when we had his funeral um i was just like we're all my whole family was just staying together um and one of the nights i like had this dream that we were at my grandma's house and it was me and my cousin who had passed away and we were just like playing basketball and we were like in the dream we were like 11 and 12 but i was 17 at the time um and like that was just the whole dream and we were just like hanging out and talking and i don't really know if that was paranormal but like i woke up and like obviously i was still really fucking sad because that shit hurted and like nobody wants your fan like you you don't want your family to pass away like that's not gonna feel good but like after i had that dream it was like like, it's okay. Like, he's okay. Like, he's in a better place. Like, I could just, like, feel it. And so, yeah, that's the only other experience I've had that I could, I guess I could say it's, like, paranormal. But, nice. But, yeah. yeah. I actually, mine's... <laughs> I, I thought of one. It's super quick. Um, and There's really no meat to it, but... <laughs> no meat to it. There's no, there's no meat... Just veg. <laughs> but, um, what? <laughs> 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 so, 
So when I was a kid, um, I lived in a house. Dude. When I was a kid, I lived in a house with my sister, my mom, and my aunt. And my sister and I had a room at the very back of the house. It was like the backyard porch, but it was like a room still with like a sliding glass door to go outside. And it was it was a porch. We just turned it into like a room and divide it in half. And like, you know, that's about it. Um, there was this, the bathroom that was right next to our room was always just so weird. I always just got the weirdest freaking vibe. Wait, the, at, the house, at the house on you? No, 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 not on you. It was before that, before we moved to that house. Um, it was just super, super weird. Like, I think it also might have been the color of the light bulb in there. It was like a very yellowy light. It wasn't like a white light, you know? So it was never bright in there. And it was just, I don't know, it was just really creepy. But this one time, I was going in there and I was like fixing up my hair and stuff. And I fully felt somebody that I thought was my sister and my mom like trying to tell me something, like grab my shoulder. It shook me. I turned around immediately and there's nobody there. I go out into the hallway and there's nobody there. Everybody is in the living room watching a TV show. I'd throw up. Yummy. Yep, I'd throw up too. It was super spooky. Um, it only happened once. I only like I only actually had one paranormal experience there, but super super creepy. That is don't really know. creepy. When you don't know what it is, you're like you can't feel that it's something good. It's like, yeah. Um, but yeah. Is that emotional ties to your zone. Uh, yeah, some random state shape. <laughs> <laughs> you brought yours in. You sat at your front door and rang the dinner bell. It's like you're in the house. Come on. It's weird. I like, I I swear to God, I felt an energy go into our house. I, 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 my imagination took over after that, but. I felt something after that. No. I saw I something in the kids. corner of the doorway, I swear. I think as kids, you don't really have... Uh, I feel like as a kid, like, your imagination, it's not really as much your imagination as that you just, like, have a very, very unbiased, unfiltered opinion and view. That's true, you haven't experienced you, anything. So, yeah, well, but, like, you can... You're living as a kid, and, like, when you see things as a kid, there's, like, literally no explanation for things that, like, you think you see. So, like, when you get older, you're like, oh, that was my imagination. So, like, oh, I mean, I feel like as a kid, I feel like as a kid, you just have, like I, like I said, like an unfiltered, like, lens on the Yeah. Board. Like, you I see. Like that theory. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that's how it should be, realistically. Yeah. You'd hope. Oh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the goal, anyways. All right. Well, moving right along. What, who wants to go next? No, you, for, you had well, about my dog. I, it was similar to yours in the dream that you had. I my, like dog, my dog, we had to put him down. And, like, a week or two later, I had a dream about him, like, sprinting and, like, running around and just, like... Oh, it was. Oh, it makes me sad to think about it because I oh, love that dog so much. Oh, was that Elvis? Yeah. Like, what you that? My boy. He was my best friend. 
I grew up with him. We got him when I was like seven or eight. And I had him until I was, what, like 14 or 15, I think. So he was pretty old. Dang. He went through a lot of stuff. He was a purebred, so he had a lot of problems. But yeah. he was such a good boy. But yeah, I had a dream about him, and he was just like running and having a good time. And I was like, that's okay. so cute. That's way cool. Oh, hell yeah. My next story isn't, I mean, it's like senior year, right after I graduated high school, so we jumped quite a bit. Does anybody have a story intermittent? What? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Story intermittent, what do you mean? Like in between that point and the point we told ours? Yes. I kind of fucked that up. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. No, you're good. <laughs> Logan kind of did too, because he said he was 17. So you guys yeah. did the same thing. You're good. I don't have any stories. We already, <laughs> we already did it. You're yeah. good. You're good. You're not the only person that's jumped heights. We're just we going with the. We're going with the. Nothing is wrong. We're going. It's fine. Yeah. Happy accident. That's <laughs> what mommy called it. She'll never walk back in. She fucking despises. All right, so who's going next? You were. Yeah, you were. All right. So after I graduated high school, pretty much right as I turned 18, we've already talked about this, but I moved into my cousin's house. I started like paying him rent and living there. Um, And something happened. Something started happening pretty immediately. It was, it was weird. Um, so (laughs) Right around this time, I was, like, starting to get heavy into vaping because I wanted to do a whole bunch of, like, of vape tricks and all that. And it would yeah. happen very frequently that I would uh, lose my vape and literally not be able to find it anywhere. Oh, oh my! Girl, girl, a certain... popped into my head because of this! Yeah. So, so many times, all of a sudden, my shiny vapes would just disappear, and I literally couldn't find them. I stripped my room apart, couldn't find them, but after after a certain amount of time, it would just appear in a spot that I already checked, and not, it wasn't hiding ever in a spot. It was always, like, right in front of my face. Um, One time comes to, comes to my head. Where I was looking for my, I think it was silver at the time, my silver vape, and I couldn't find it. Like I tore apart my bed, I tore tore apart um like my desk and everything, and uh, it had been like almost a week I think. And I go into my room, and literally as soon as I open up my door, right in front of me is my laundry basket that's you know a little bit over the top, and literally just sitting propped up, facing me, like the light on the front is facing me is my freaking vape that I've been looking for for a week. Um, 
it happened countless times. Like I can't even count on my fingers and toes how many times that happened. And it was always a weird feeling. I never, I never thought it was a bad feeling. I didn't get like a bad feeling. It was just obnoxious. It would 100% steal my things and then just put them right in front of my face when it felt like giving it back. Yup. That reminds me of a real story story I have from the house that I lived in with Brian. The same house that he saw that like wiggly figure, like the the ripple. There was one time I was cleaning our room and I had a whole bunch of stuff everywhere and I had my phone on my bed and I went to pick it up I vis- I vividly remember putting it back down on top of my dresser I went back to cleaning I was like watching TV or something listening to music maybe I don't really remember but there was this really loud bang on the other side of the house oh no I- fucking glass shatter it sounded like somebody broke our fucking window yeah. And so I walked out of my room to go see what the fuck it was, and nothing was broken. Everything was fine. I went back in my room, and my phone was gone. So I was freaking out. I was like, I just set my phone down. I'm panicking. I need to call somebody, and I don't know where it is. I started, like, tearing my room apart. And after, like, probably 20 or 30 minutes of me looking for my phone, I find it face up in my laundry basket. I was shaking after that. I was like scared. I was angry. I was confused. Uh, that was one of the What's most that? jarring experiences. And that that is only one. Oh god, there were so many times that Kevin did such weird shit in that house. Oh yeah. He likes to look behind our back a lot. Like look behind us. And that shit just- I hated. I hated that. We uh, babysat my Mamon Jean's dog for a second, and at the time, uh, her name was uh, Jazzy. She was a little Shih Tzu, and she would sit pretty if you would ask her to, which means she would like sit on her butt with her two front paws in front of her, like a little T Rex style. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really until we were watching TV one day, and then the same spot that had the rippling thing, she would go over to that spot and sit pretty. And just like not move for like like we caught her doing it for like ten minutes straight that one time. Makes me and like Jesus. I didn't put that together until just now. Oh, but like, I in the same spot because it was under that light. Yeah. Wait, under the light that like came out. Next to the fish. One, two, three. Yeah. Well, I don't like the that horse, whole way. Oh no. Yeah, that whole hallway. I'm so glad I lived on the other side. Well, that, okay, oh, well, this, chronologically, that happened after our big group story. The one of your mom, when she saw that massive shadow that like, came figure. up over her. What? Do you if remember it, that? Oh, she told that, us. Everything. If it she has to do with that big story, then we should save it. Mom, like, tell us about it sometime. <laughs> I think she was mad. I think she, because she was asking, she was like, did you guys do something? Because I think that, no, she never found out about Started making house. No, I think she did. She did. I'm pretty sure she did. Was it when she saw that? Probably. We probably told her after that. If not before. That's 
Because we tell her everything, like, <laughs> there isn't anything that she doesn't yeah, know about Twitter. Really? <laughs> but yeah. Anybody else have a story before the big story? Uh, there's a few. <laughs> Up and down that hallway. That hallway is, is, is the thing really for just, everything. Yeah, my hallway at that old house. Because there are stories with us through at that house. I would think, yeah, we had a little bit. Yeah, we did. You guys we were all in the same room together. Oh, and I was so happy. Okay. And I didn't So we'll talk about that. That was fucking scary. Because even Colin. Yeah. There was like a straight up on the side of the wall, the same wall that we've been talking about under that light, there would be like a like just down the side of it. Like you could hear it move. And so it was kind of, it was definitely creepy. There was another instance where Colin, Ethan, and I were standing in the room opposite side of that wall, and he had uh, halogen, not halogen, um, fluorescent light bulbs, the ones that, uh, the big long tube ones that you screw in. Uh, it, we were standing there, and his bed was directly underneath it, and we heard this noise, and we looked up, and you could kind of like hear something going on up there. And then one dropped straight down onto the bed. And we were like, what the fuck? And we like just kept on like kind of staring at it. We like moved it over and got ready to put it back up. And then you could hear the noise again. And then the uh, the second one fell out square oh, no. onto the bed. Oh, no. I think that happened multiple times. Oh, yeah, because I, I was in the room one time and I literally I looked up and like because the light started like kind of a little bit. And I looked up and it looked like it was turning. And then no, no, but those type of lights are weird because you have to like really push them into yeah. place, out of place because of how fragile they are. Yeah, set in there, otherwise, they are just gonna fall out. <laughs> so, there's no way the electricity moving through there just vibrated yeah. enough to get it to twist out. It's not a thing. What? Crazy. A little icky. A little bit of a vortex. Oh. I was in the house Shit. for two years and I experienced more paranormal activity than I would like to remember, which is why I didn't remember a lot of it. Surprisingly. Oh, year. That's the only house I ever experienced anything in. Yeah, the house was awesome. Lots of stories, man. Good times. I think a little bit before that, that's when we played with the Ouija board. Chris, Chris, you start this off Ouija board style. Yeah. Oh. Never, style never yeah. again. When are you going to start this story? Because, well, I here's the thing. Jack and I had, like, some experiences with the Ouija board before our, like, all, like, everybody hears experiences with it. So the same. So I'm going to tell those stories, and then we're going to go ahead and jump into the big story, if everybody's okay with that. Yeah, I'm going to preface hey, this really quick. Yeah, he just got back. Okay. Um, the first time me and Dario and uh, their roommate Ashley have been friends for a long time. Oh, staying out with Ashley. You always make me. Yeah. You made we me. We tried literally so many times to mess with Ouija boards, and we played the fucking Charlie Charlie game, and never, never, ever, ever in my whole entire fucking life did that shit ever work. 
Um, and so I was like, but I still like believed in it. I still was like, there's no fucking way. And the first time I ever had a Ouija board work was with me at Chris's apartment. And ever since then, like that was the moment that everything just like kind of cascaded from me. Yeah. It was insane. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> so to go ahead and start this off, um, after I met Jack, I don't know how long it was. I think it was probably at least a good nine months, almost a year before we started getting into it. I think a good nine months. Um, but we kind of, we, Jack and I have always shared like the love for like paranormal and like the, just the things you can't see, you know? Uh huh. So, um, we decided that we wanted to try out a Ouija board, despite how many times everybody says, Oh, they're evil and all that. Um, Depends on how Exactly. So we went ahead and we went ahead and wanted to try it out. Um, the time that we wanted to, though, it wasn't. It, I think it was like summertime. So nobody, no place was selling Ouija boards. Um, because that was like a Halloween thing for most stores. So we were like, okay, we'll just make our own. So at the time, Jack worked at a pizza place, so he bought Pizza Home all the time. And uh, on the inside of a pizza box with, you know, grease stains and all, we went ahead and used a Sharpie and we made our own Ouija board on it. And I don't, remember, yeah, <laughs> I don't remember what we used as, like, the planchette, which is, like, the piece that you that moves around, you know? I don't remember what we used as that, but... It was a piece of cardboard. Well, and you, of cardboard. Also, you guys had also, like, melted some wax around the edges and, like... You had, like, put that words that to it. From all the candles and how many times we used it. Yeah. So for we started it off, and I think we started just us two at the very beginning, and we immediately got uh, responses from it. Like it was kind of kind of crazy, and obviously, like I know that he would never he would never fake something like that, and he knows that I would never do that because it's just like a respect thing, you know? Because we both believe in this so heavily, so why would we, you know, try to pull one over on each other? Especially when you both believe in it. So yeah. There's no reason. Yeah. Um, and we got, I don't really remember the original responses we got. Um, the the guy who died in my apartment, remember? Mm -mm. Take over. I don't remember. Uh, I mean, I was a part of Oh, no, not that one. We got contacted by the man. There was a maintenance man who had worked <laughs> in the facility. Um, that we were living in. A facility makes it sound like we live in a fucking funeral home. Um, yeah. there's, there's maintenance that we work that there was a maintenance crew that worked uh, on a daily basis at the apartment that we lived in because above us, they had shared bathrooms. Well, the owners of our apartment complex were just known to be horrible, horrible people and some lords and they obviously did not I mean, the rent was horrible, so I can't imagine them paying their employees well. Um, and apparently one day, while one of the maintenance men were working, um, he hung himself off of the stairs, the metal stairs that we have to go upstairs to get to the laundry room and the shared bathrooms. And Chris and I got contact from him. We also got contact from a young woman. I can't remember her story, but I, I do remember that distinctly. I remember that. Talked to somebody. I do, I do remember that. Because yeah. it was a girl. It was a girl. Yeah. 
What was that? Didn't she tell us that she lived there in like 1945? Yeah, and it was, like, yeah, it was a very yeah, it was a very old spirit, and she was. Yes. I remember talking about that. Her. Makes sense because downtown Junction, when it first started, and you can tell by the buildings, it's like literally the everything away, it would look like an old ghost town, mm -hmm. and it was built like just in the western. Well, I mean, yeah, but like, look at the way the buildings are there. Yeah, they're very old. Yep. Like it just looks like a wet, a little western town. True. But so we we kind of we dabbled around with the Ouija board for a little while, um, and we actually we found a group of group of friends that we hung out with a few times. We threw some parties, and uh, us and this group of girls were um, pretty drunk one night, and we we're like, okay, you know, I think we should do the Ouija board. So everybody gathered around and. Um, we all put our fingers on there, lit the candles. And that was when the real crazy stuff started happening. It Okay, so just like a little background. It seems that you get more responses um, depending on how many people are playing, you know. Mostly saying playing. Because it's like, if you think about like what in principle a Ouija board is supposed to be, Good, evil, whatever the fuck aside, it's supposed to be a door. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, it is a door. A door in itself, just like a gun, is not inherently evil. It's just exactly. an object. Yeah. It has no intent behind it itself. It's like whatever's using it has exactly. the intent passing it. Into it. So it's, it's like, it's to the individual basis, I think. Yep. Yeah. But I don't know how to survey spirits before they come into my Ouija board. You know, then they'd be like 100%. You'd be like, yeah, no, this thing is just a good thing. It's like the same way with the opposite. Yeah. No. Um, so Jack has... So more juice you feed into it, the more it works. You just lead up to it. So one of the nights when we were when we were playing the Ouija board with these girls that we hung out with, um, so we were all drinking and um, some crazy, some really crazy stuff happened. So that was like the most amount of people we've ever had. I think there was like four girls and then Jack and I. Yeah, there was so six, six people all putting their energy into this one board, you know. So it was... and a lot of energy. I mean, like they tell you not to do these types of things intoxicated for a reason. Yes, but. <laughs> So one of the crazy things that happened is I hit home for Jack. Absolutely. Yeah. No. It was really weird. Um, we were doing the Ouija board and we kept trying over and over again because to first get contact, you put, you know, two fingers on at least, or at least a finger. And since we had so many people and we were just using like a, a normal planchette, it wasn't huge. So we were all putting a finger on it. And what we would do is, like, we'd move it around in three circles and we'd say the chant, you know, to open the door and communicate with someone. And I remember we waited for so long. Did we not? Like, we waited forever to get a response. I feel like we were trying over and over again. And then mm -hmm. we eventually got a response. Um, and we were talking to this spirit. And we asked it um, if it knew anybody in the circle. Um, and it responded with yes on the board. And we were like, uh, point with the planchette, like, who? And it pointed to me, specifically. Um, and so we were all like, oh, oh, shit, you know? 
And so I was like, okay, like, who are you? I would have fell out of my butt. Yeah, same. And um, it spelled out Casey. Um, and like exactly how her name was spelled, everything like C-A-S-E-Y. Um, and I was like, okay, like I know like having knowledge of these types of things in the spirit world, spirit world just a little at least. Um, I knew that like entities can get in your head and manipulate you to think, you know, they can be whoever, you know, you want them to be, to be able to, you know, be released or whatever they need from you. So I was definitely keeping a cautious mind as it was happening. It was still really cool, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I asked it then to prove to me that it was Casey. Like, tell me something that only Casey and I would know, you know. And so most people who use a spirit board will tell you to try to think of the opposite of the answer you want. So that if the spirit is messing with your mind, that they choose the wrong answer and you know, okay, like, they're tricking me. So I was thinking of so many different things, so many different things. And the plan chat starts moving and it spells out R-O-M-Y. And at first I was, we were all confused. Everybody was like, Rami? And I literally like looked up at my boyfriend, at Chris, and I was like, that's Romy. And not even I, not, and I can't, I can't be more serious about this. This was the craziest thing that's ever happened to me in my life, truly. Um, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion is a movie, um, and it was mine and Casey's movie. Like, we used to watch that movie on repeat when we would have our slumber parties and just, like, laugh our asses off for hours to that movie. And I hadn't thought about that movie in years. I guess a little prior context to who I'm communicating to is my best friend in uh, early high school. Uh, We were really close. Um, She was the first really close friend I ever made when I first moved to Colorado. Um, But sadly, she passed away from suicide. Um, And, you know, I have always had, like, a really hard time trying to figure out whether she did actually pass away or, you know, there's just a lot of circumstances regarding that whole situation. Um, but it was a lot of closure, I guess. And it just felt insane. Like, I got goosebumps all over my body after it spelled out Romy. Because, like, you could... A million things. Lily Allen, Marina and the Diamonds, like, uh, like freaking corn, anything. Makeup, Miranda Sings, and everything. At the time, that was relevant to society yeah. of a 16-year-old, you know? That... Yeah. Like, we shared that love, and I was just not thinking about that movie. So I just knew from that moment that it was definitely Casey. And then I just started asking her silly questions. Like, I'm obsessed with Billie Eilish, so I asked her, like, if she knew who Billie Eilish was. And she said, yeah, and she said that she liked her. And I was like, can you, like, hear her? Like, can you hear, you know, the music that I play when I play it? And she's like, yeah, you know. And there have been a lot of different times, just in my life in general. Like, Chris is even like, witness some of them, where I can literally feel Casey's presence. And, like, it's usually when I'm dancing or, like, listening to music and I'm super happy and just free-willed because I was just definitely the relationship we had, you know? And it's often when I'm listening to Lily Allen, which was, like, one of our favorite artists to listen to together. So it was just really crazy, everything that happened. You know, we, we just asked random questions, and she told me that she's always here, you know? We also asked her what it's like, you know, being there. And she said it was dark. 
you know, it was just really dark. Um, but other than that, she didn't seem like she hated it too much, girl. So, you know, sign me up. I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but no, it was, it was crazy. And it was very, like, euphoric, is that what somebody would call that, you know? It was, it didn't feel real. And as soon as, as soon as she said Romy, everything just clicked. And it was insane. I've never had an experience like that. And I think a lot of people, you know, are scared of the Ouija board for moments like that. But I think for moments like that, people shouldn't be scared of it. Yeah. You know, and nothing nothing can attach to you that you don't want it. And you can get rid of anything. You know, obviously don't go on the Ouija board and be like, oh, Satan, possess me. Like, that's some dumb shit. But, like, if you're <laughs> using the Ouija board with, with good intent, you know, and something bad does cling on to you, I promise you, you can get rid of it. Correct. Because we have True. dealt with our fair share of Ouija demons. Yeah, which will come up a little bit later. <laughs> Unless you that bitch and spelling out Zozo three times, then you a stupid ass. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Wait, stop. That happened a few. Did times. Everybody, that I can't, for, I can't forget. Oh my god, I forgot yeah. that. What? Yep. What? He shall not be named. Zozo. What even? Names. It's just. It could be multiple demons. Nobody the name. Don't think it. Don't say it. Don't think it. Don't say it. I'm thinking it. I already have a problem with that. I'm pausing. That one's the old tiny version of the original. Out of the original. It is the original. Bad things. Everything in the universe is bad things. Making my Julie. Mm-hmm. And then I'm eating this. This is really good. Acting it like it's those really fancy, expensive champagne gummy bears. Yum. Um, to continue the the Ouija story a little bit, so Jack and I getting into this Ouija board is kind of what kickstarted our big um, paranormal adventure together. <laughs> so obviously, finding that we're getting all these responses. Um, makes us want to share this with people. So we we asked Darielle and Logan a few times to come over to the apartment and, you know, hang out, play the Ouija board with us. And uh, disclaimer, do not peer pressure your friends into doing things like this. This was all willing. <laughs> it really was. I would also like yeah, to say If that- somebody does not want to do it, do not do it. That's the, like, number one thing. I have, no have an experience with Logan and our friend Ashley. They decided that they wanted to do Not a Ouija board at Logan's house. Knowing how terrified I was of Ouija boards at the time, I literally twice they did this to me. Twice. <laughs> cried both times. Both times. And both times. Don't our friends. We literally sat there and we were like, this is stupid. And Daryl was like, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Moral of the story, do not peer pressure your friends. I second Jack's message. Agreed. Well, <laughs> the second time with Chris and Jack, she was willing. So Yeah. Every- yeah, that's true. <laughs> when shit did happen and it kind of hit the fan. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because they were willing. They were like, okay. They said, okay. <laughs> We'll show you. 
Anyways. <laughs> so, so we wanted to share our experiences with uh, everybody that lived over at that house. Um. So one night we went ahead and we brought it over while we were, I think we were drinking again. As <laughs> <laughs> we do. Party animals. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, as it got later into the night, you know, it, it, we had this, I don't know if it's an actual, like, official rule, but, you know, we would only do it at night. Um, so once it got nighttime, we went ahead and broke it out, we got out the candles and everything, and we started, started talking with it. <laughs> Damn, Chris, I didn't know you. Logan, why are you <laughs> One one specific incident. Um, oh, that's nice. When we when we started doing it at their house, um, uh, I can't remember anything necessarily super bad. Like obviously, no matter what, if you if you're gonna try it and you're gonna play with it, then there's gonna be something that scares you out of it. And I'm sure there was a couple of those while we did it at their house. Um, but so like, huh? So, like, how I remember it, like, we all sat around, and there was a lot of people, because it was, like, all of us, and then Stacy and Ethan. Oh, also, we're yeah, trying to sure. Yes. We're just saying our roommates. Say, you say our roommate and my girlfriend. Yeah, be, oh. No! Wait, what can I tell and this why do full names. We already decided before we sat down to record that we're gonna try and keep it vague. Say B. That's easier. That's <laughs> okay, easier fine. because at least it's you a can say B. Say B, but we do not name Drew. Instead of you wearing having to. Say so. No, so you're fine. You're fine. Just say a roommate who shall be named B. Okay, roommate. Roommate named Beef. All right. <laughs> His name is Beef. It was a real unfortunate naming when he was born. <laughs> His parents hated him, probably. <laughs> Anyways. They loved hamburger. Beef. So, it's all of us it out. And then we had tried it. Oh. It was, with, it was with Beef's girlfriend and all of her friends. And they were, like, clearly pushing the planchette when we were all oh, Story of a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people, a lot of hands on it. And like the first yeah, two times, it was kind of just came out as nonsense. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like everybody chilled out and it came through as like the big thing, like the story. Yeah. Well, that, that was after they left. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. yeah. It was okay. Because it was, we were all drinking. Like, I'm pretty sure it was like a Halloween type of party. It was something like that. Because they were coming from something. Thank you, my we Oh, no, um, Either way. But yeah, and they were like, the energy that they were like putting out, and like, they just, I don't know, they just wanted something to happen. And so, like, when they were there, like, it just wasn't right. And, it, 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 and they left after like 45 minutes because they were like, oh, this is stupid. And then we like hung out for a little bit, and then, yeah. yeah. And then all of us came back together and we were like, I think collectively as a group, we kind of were just like, okay, let's try this for real this time. Um, and who wants yeah. to tell the story? 
I think Chris has been trying to. Chris, get this over. I'm sorry. I said, no, you're, you're all good. <laughs> you feel. We all experienced it, so it's all of our stories. So, um, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't much until until that group of girls left. But when we when we all started to try it again, something something pretty crazy happened. Um, somebody that was participating in the Ouija board with us ended up reaching out to a uh, a deceased family member, and we didn't. We didn't do it. Yeah, it was no, it it uh, happened totally by chance. We were, I think, the conversation before was that like shit had happened in the house, and we wanted to talk to it. And we just wanted to figure out what the Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So, from what I remember, in our roommate's room with the light and the bulbs rolling out, we started talking about that. And then, um, I don't think we got in contact. I don't remember getting in contact with anything, like, bad that night. But I remember that we ended up, like, talking about that amongst our group. And then we got in contact with something we, which we didn't know at the time who or what it was. And through asking the questions, we found out we did this basically what Chris and his friends did, like when Jack had the planchette pointed at him. That was the same situation asked, that happened with us. No, the exact thing was we asked, okay, are you malevolent spirit? No, it can lie about that. Things can lie. Anything can lie. Whatever. Uh... And then we asked if it was in the room, and it was like, yes. And I was sitting behind our roommate, Beef, and it pointed directly behind us. And that was one of the most heebie-jeebie points yeah, yeah. of my yeah. time. <laughs> it was like, no point! I, like, I feel like not necessarily a mistake to point at itself, but at the same <laughs> time, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's a little rough. Yeah, where something physically is yeah. in accordance to yourself. Kind of like you could feel it too, because as soon as it stopped moving, everybody in the room was like, like right to where that spot was, and we were like, oh, that's like right in between those two. <laughs> but so we, so just like Brian was saying, we kind of went through that same thing of like. Asking if it knew anybody there, you know, if it came, if it came through with a message or something like that. And we won't go into detail because it's, it's not, it wasn't really involving us. It was involving somebody else. Um, mm -hmm. But it was, it was a deceased family member that really nobody knew much about. But you know, it was still able to tell us, um, tell beef things that, um, just was, was like confirmation for him, you know. Yeah. And like things that he needed to hear. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it was, it was very. Weird. Oh, sorry. Kind of. Good. <laughs> kind of how Jack described his experience talking to Casey. Like it was almost euphoric. Like the minute we found out who it was, like the only. Um, I mean, for me, anyways, the only emotion in in the room that I felt was like joy and like happiness and like yeah. love. And, like, that's all that it was. It kind of jumped back to heebie-jeebie for me because <laughs> when we had asked it about the stuff that was going yeah. on, about oh, all the, yeah. the lights, you know. Then it told, and it was it like, us it's protecting us. It's trying to help us from whatever that is. Yeah. So there was more than one thing in that house, unfortunately. It was crazy. 
But yeah, it was like straight up like, yeah, I'm trying to protect you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, something that you need from protection from in the first place. That's yeah. It's yeah. nice to hear that something's on your side, but it's sucky to hear that something needs to be on your side. Yeah, seriously. So I just a thing to add to the to the end of this story is after that after that one session with the Ouija board, Ouija board over at their house and getting this relative that was saying, you know, it's trying to protect us and everything, Jack and I and all of us, we have not gotten a single Ouija board to work ever again for any of us. I don't try. I tried. I take so much comfort in the fact that that happened because that just really goes to show that the person that we made contact with like meant it. Like they're protecting us, like yeah. no matter where we are. Yeah. Like that. Well, that even thinking about it right now kind of gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Well, and okay. So now thinking about it and hearing you say that, I kind of put two and two together. I think. Because we have stuff, we have a lot of little irritating, annoying, and kind of heebie-jeebie things that happen after that, just in the house. And now that you say that, and Chris saying, like, we, because we never have been able to get on a Ouija board since and do anything with it. Chris and Jack tried a lot. Oh, yeah. Okay. Tried a lot. So I think months. Cemetery, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's something Stay in a whole different state, and it's still yeah. literally nothing. We never got anything to work again Absolutely. from that. Point. And we went to like haunted places, like we endangered our lives, basically. Oh, also, oh. not to not to say our imprisonment. Yeah, they didn't. Some sort of juiciness. Nothing illegal happened. No. But like endangering their and entering is illegal. Breaking and uh, entering is illegal. Yeah, so it definitely was illegal. And but... it was like it was definitely private property. Oh well. Um, but like I think what happened after that was just because spirits and the things that were there knew that they couldn't mess with us any other way other than by just fucking with us. I I feel like that might be true. Cause because what? It was like two months after that. Okay, so there's still more to this. Um, and I guess I'll kind of I'll go first. There's a lot that like ties in with this and like little stories that happen all in this time. But for like a two or three month period, a lot of still like weird shit happened. Nothing that was like scary or dangerous or one thing scared the shit out of me. Um, all of us in the house um, within like three days lost our wallets. Um, and, oh, I forgot about yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, and, no. This traumatized me. So you should tell yours first, because you found yours in the bag, right? No, Colin found his in the bag. He found his in the backyard. Face no, up. No, was mine. It was yours? Yeah. Did you find or yours in the couch? Too? I think his was think... behind the couch, and Colin's was for sure in the chair. I thought oh, it was yeah. Beef's oh, it was beef's. No, it, it was, was Colin's. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, so. Okay. Okay. I honestly don't yeah, we can say Colin. Uh, because Colin's... Oh. <laughs> We've been Actually, saying Colin. <laughs> but we're still friends with him. I was about to say, do we like Colin anymore, though? <laughs> we don't support him. We edit. We'll, say, yeah, we'll figure it out. We can say Balin. Um, so, Balin... Um, we were all hanging out one day. Or, I think... Yeah, we were all hanging out one day. Um, and um, we were all in Beef's room. And we were, like, getting ready to go somewhere and, like, just do something. 
Um, and Balin couldn't find his wallet, like, anywhere. Couldn't find it anywhere. Um, and we looked forever and ever, and finally, for whatever reason, somebody had, like, picked up a chip bag that we had been just, like, eating, because we were all just hanging out, and they were like, that's a little weird, it feels like something's in here. Was it you that found it? I think yeah. so. Yeah, so yeah, I feel like... Because I reached bag. into a fucking chip bag, because I was like, oh, yeah, there's a chunk of something in here. And it just downright pulled out his wallet. We bumped into that chip bag, I swear, beforehand, and it was a fucking chip bag, and it was so it just chills, chips in it. Yeah. I think it even had, like, a clippy on it. Yeah. Which was the weirdest part about it, mm-hmm. is because, like, for somebody to have actually done it themselves and not been messing around, they would have had to put the wallet inside of it, yeah. close it, put the chip clip on it and then put it back on the floor and knowing all of us if one of us had actually done that and then the other person had found it would one of us not have been like oh that was me i was yeah we would have been like ah bitch you stupid dumbass (laughs) disclaimer none of us were really getting that drunk everybody so if it sounds like suspicious we want that party harder um and so I think it was, like, the next day, uh, I ended up losing my wallet. Um, and at the time, I had, like, um, it was kind of, was it my? It was your Steelers wallet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I had a Chargers wallet that, um, like, folded. It was only a half fold, and then it had a little, like, thing inside that flipped up that, like, could have my ID and, like, pictures and stuff in it. Um, and so I lost my wallet. Um, I had been looking for it for like two days. I had, I literally like went to work for these two days without my wallet and had gone back home. Which is um, and then one day, like right before I went to work, I was like, I was trying to find it. Cause I was like, I, like, I can't not have my wallet. What if I get pulled over? Like I need money. I like, I just need my wallet. And so I went to go look outside and, um, cause we had, we had dogs living at the house and like, yeah. They messed with stuff. They were both puppies. And so, like, they could chew on things. They could take it outside, whatever. And they did. <laughs> but um, so I go and look outside. And, um, like, right in front of the doorstep. Or no, no, no. Like, okay, so, like, the door to their house, uh, to the backyard, um, is kind of, like, at an angle. And there's, like, a little doorstep. And it opens up into, like, there's a concrete bench and, like, um table kind of like you'd find that like a park or something um and on the left side of it like where the door opens in a neat stack is all of the stuff that was in the like pocket part of my wallet um all the stuff that was like squared off in a neat like rectangle shape was all set in like a nice little pile um and so i was like that's fucking weird. But this at this point, I was like, it there, it like couldn't really be anything. Like maybe the dogs just happened to fling it out, and it landed right here, and it just was in a nice pile. Um, and so I'm like, well, if this shit is out here, then my the rest of my wallet has to be. So I keep looking around, and I go around to the other side of the table, and there's my wallet, and it's sitting completely like folded open face down and the id part of my wallet is like flipped open but there's nothing in there and my actual id is sitting right where it makes like that little l shape like perfectly in there face up like it was just like prepared for me to walk up to it and see it sitting like that and as i saw that i was like 
There is no, like, what the fuck? There's no fucking way. There's no fucking That's some real mischievous guys. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And that kind of just, after that happened, I was like, okay. So they're really just trying to, like, fuck with us. They're really just trying to make our little, little day-to-day things irritating as shit. After yeah. he found his wallet, I think, like, during the same week. Mm-hmm. My wallet disappeared and like yep. just totally gone. You know, whenever your wallet disappears, you tear everything apart. Yeah. You check every nook and cranny. Yeah. I think like a day or two later, it was just on the couch. Yep. Just like somebody had like remembered to put it back there. Yeah. Like they had borrowed it and we're like, oh shit, they're looking for that. I can't let them know that I took it. Yeah. So just casually set it back where I fucking put it in the first place. Mm-hmm. After two days. Yep. Oh, we thought for a long time that we had inherited the jewel demon because it had just consistently fucked with Chris and Jack. Yeah. It did. Yeah, I unfortunately passed it on to Jack when I met him, and then after that... Dude, it followed us to my parents' house in Ohio. My parents, actually, my Catholic mother literally witnessed it, and she said word from word, do not bring that shit near me. But literally... Word for word in my face. My mom witnessed, witnessed it take something from us and put it somewhere obvious. And my mom looked at me and she was like, I don't want anything to do with that shit. Yep. My Catholic mother. Very Catholic. Oh. That's a big oof. It was was a part of our lives for a while. (laughs) Yeah, fair. (laughs) Oh, Go, no, you're good. I was gonna say, do you guys want to tell some more stories about what happened because of the Ouija board at your house? Yeah, yeah. So There's there were... those. You definitely have to tell your one of when you were in your room. I think that was a separate story, and like there was a knock at your window. Wait, you guys, we missed a portion. Remember Whoa. when? We, remember the giant? Remember the time when we were doing the Ouija board with beef and um. That was the first was time. the same night. It was the same night. And remember me? I can't remember who was sitting next to me. I wonder if it was Logan. But remember the, like, uh, two windows in the back corner where the kitchen was? And we were doing it in the living room? Yes. Saying that we were seeing something in the back window? Yes. Do you remember that figure that kept standing yeah. in the window? And then every time we'd look over, it was literally, like... It wasn't even that windy either. And the branch, there was like a tree that was outside. It would move really fast and then stop. And then we'd like look away and we'd see movement out of our eyes. It literally looked like there was someone in the backyard. How many times did we look at that window? It was terrifying. Okay, okay. so that's crazy that you fucking said that. And I'm not a paranoid person. Like, I, like, I don't know. Even when I'm scared and spooked, like, that's just, it's just not me, you know? Like, that was genuine. Like, I was literally seeing somebody at our window in my peripheral, like, constantly. So, you saying that. So, later, another story after the the Ouija board. I think you two, we were all just in the living room one day, and Beef, like, said that he saw something in the backyard. That was the red figure. And I think you can tell this better than I can. Yeah, and I remember, like, that house. Do you remember when we left 
how we would like run to our car because it literally felt like there was something circling your like your guys's old house oh and me and chris had multiple conversations how it literally felt and this just goes more to show about the person that i felt like i was seeing in my peripheral in the backyard in their window by their like dining room area literally felt like there was constantly someone walking just walking around that house like constantly taking perimeter like Uh that house had the darkest feeling ever and it was so interesting and i lived it for 11 years (laughs) beef had seen a figure like walking in the backyard he saw it in the kitchen window to start he was like by darielle and brian's room um, and then he ran to, like, the big bay windows in the living room, and he saw it just, like, walking to the back of the yard. And he couldn't really see anything, because it was it was at night. It was, like, 9 o'clock. And the shadow, was, or the figure was dark, up to, like, its shoulders and above, and then it was just, he said it was just, like, beet red. Like, it was, like, red. Yeah. I remember him telling me about that, and I didn't sleep for, like, two days. Yeah. They I was terrified to go in the kitchen. Oh, when you guys would make me take out the trash at night, I was like, can you fucking not? Uh, no. Never. <laughs> never did I take the trash out at night after oh. all of that shit happened. I made sure to take it out during the day or it forever. didn't get taken out. Growing up, I was super duper uncomfortable like taking it to and from because I remember if it was night, it was a dead sprint back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, if when I had the bag, I felt a little bit better because I was just like going out there. But then once I put the bag into the trash can, it was like now I'm like naked and vulnerable, and that's when I would just bolt into the house. When I was uh, pretty much the whole time I was there, if it was nighttime, I'd <laughs> you're just running the whole time. Yeah. Uh, also, you have to drink that because I already have to pee because I'm on my third one. <laughs> Spoopy shit. Yup, yup, yup. Super spooky. Does one of you have another story from that from that house? I think that's really all the stories that I can think of. I don't have any more stories, but what about your mom's story about the like demon like that came out? Because I don't remember all the details and I'm sure Logan I mean he remembers like all he really remembers is telling us about the figure that like came up over her, but just looming over I don't really remember. So we'd have to like text her and ask her about it sometime. Gotcha. And we'll an update and be like, oh, here's our mom's story for anyone who wanted to know. Well, yeah, probably not. So maybe we'll never know. <laughs> My friend Lindsay has a bunch of good stories. Like, yeah. So it's not the same person, but it's the same ghost that fucked with me with the chrono salt bottle. It had, uh, apparently they were moving at the time and she had a Mustang. And everything is all packed up. It's, you know, they know they've been moving for, they're going to move for a minute. And so they preemptively packed some stuff. It was one of their older boxes. And the key to the Mustang just flat vanishes, just totally gone. And so, you know, they're looking around for it, everything, you know, to the point where they had to go and get keys made for it. You know, and that's not cheap, so you avoid that at all costs. You know, your your keys are still here. So they move into the new place, and they're unpacking boxes, and it just happens to be the last box that they unpack, and one of the first boxes that they pack. 
been sealed with tape this entire time, pop it open, and what is sitting, lo and behold, dead center on top of the box. Not on top of the box, but inside the box. Were the Mustang keys. So again, dickhead demon shit where it's like, I'm going to pull this into the ethereal for a second, put it somewhere where it can't go, and release. There you go. You can have it. You can just hit it. You just have to be mad about it. Well, and that's the shit that I believe, because, like, possession to me isn't necessary, or not really, like, possession, but, like, when a spirit attaches itself to you, it's not, like, there to hurt you, it's just there to drain your energy, uh, and, like, drain your energy no, is, like, it's definitely leveling period, end of story. It really just depends on the entity that possesses you, and there are some spirits that but that's the thing is demons aren't spirits. They're different. They never lived. They were right. They like, yeah. they they were like created of just evil. Like mm-hmm. I mean, not like Satan, obviously, but like demons are just dark and entities that have never existed. Oh, it's a big yum. That's wild. I didn't know that. Yeah. But, like, there are evil spirits, obviously, that can, like, possess you. I always thought demons were, like, spirits that had been, like, just, like, so tortured and, like, stuck in limbo because they couldn't, like, move on. That they just became malevolent and, like, evil and, like, very Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that, like, we know everything, but, like, just from our personal experience... Usually, like as their spirits, you know, they can be good, they can be bad. It just, it just depends, you know. It's their choice. After so, from what we've learned from the past life telling us through the Ouija board, is that it's literally your choice when you die to stay, like, basically salty and upset about what happened to you while you were in your waking life, or to grow oh, and cross gosh. over. That's like, and that has been consistent. That's not just one answer. Like, we have asked so many. Almost every single spirit we came in contact, we asked them what it's like. What's the afterlife like? You know, what are you doing? Is it scary? All these things. And they say everybody's path is different, and it's everybody's choice. Everybody has a choice. There is no no choice. Even if you're a fucking Jeffrey Dahmer, it doesn't matter. Everybody has a choice. You either live with your guilt and you stay in the nether realm and it's dark and empty and not great. And yeah, there's dark things around, you know, or you grow and you find your light and you move forward. So what I've always thought about ghosts and things like that is I think of them more as like an, an energy's impression of what was. So, so, like, like, a soul that's gone, but, like, the energy that's left over. From so, the- yeah, so, like, and so if you increase the yeah. overall, like, how traumatic the passing was, like, like, the guy that hung themselves in their apartment, that's much more traumatic, much more, like, energy being there. Yeah. And so the impression is much more tangible. Shit, kind of just, like, the weight that it makes on the space around. Both yeah, so, like, if you you live until you're 110 and you're not much of a person anymore because you're 110 yeah. and you slowly just pass out, I don't think you're going to leave that much of an impression. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. So sure. I feel like everywhere in terms of technically here, like you're getting it's something that 
feels like it's there, it's original and everything like that, but it's just a copy of what was. The original essence has just passed on to wherever they need to come out so to aid in what you were just saying uh brian there's actually like there's documented specific um hauntings that aren't necessarily ghosts doing something different and just trying to scare people but events that did hold a lot of energy a lot of emotions that constantly replay yeah see and that makes sense because again that's all of that excess umph that went into whatever was happening and then it's just permanently imprinted there. Yeah, I mean, you want a perfect oh, example of that. It may not be, I mean, it's based on a true story, but I just watched it. American Horror Story, Roanoke. Dude, oh, yeah. yes, That's yeah. A perfect example of something like that when something super dark happens to a plot of land and it continues to happen ritualistically. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Big revelations in this room. Also, American Horror Story is just dope. Oh, it's so... It is true. I mean, the Lost Colony of Roanoke was all true. I mean, like, however much Brian Murphy's trust it, I don't know. But that all is based on a true it story. Was, it was a real colony who yeah, left literally without a trace. Disappeared. Straight up disappeared, and the only thing carved on a tree was Roanoke. The word Roanoke. See, it was, it was like Native Americans were supposed to not, like, that particular colony have supposedly said that that was tainted land you not where you were supposed to be yeah they, did. they literally like the reason they settled there was because there was no native americans there and when they settled the native americans came and were like you're gonna fucking die like this shit is like it's not okay mm-hmm. and then like they recorded that and, all and then shortly after that they all died and that's why people say that it's the native americans that like went in there and killed them all but it's not they knew that shit was fucked up there and that's why they weren't even there oh the native americans would know oh they did know and that's why like the reason i feel like i don't know this for a fact but i feel like the reason that we think that roanoke happened and that whole settlement disappeared is because of the Native Americans, but the last thing that was like recorded for the town, like with an interaction with the Native Americans, was basically them saying, if you stay here, you're gonna die. Like this land is cursed. There's a reason nobody's here. And then they all just disappeared. Lazy fucking shit. Agreed. Oh, yeah. Crazy shit. That's bad. Not necessarily bad thing. It was just spirits and jazz. Spirits and jazz. Yeah. Yep. That's what this episode should be called. Spirits and jazz. <laughs> Give me another thing. So, that should be a it's a ghost that's actually a sperm. That is the spirit. Oh, that was about that was the big, um, the big story that we that we all kind of experienced together. Um, although after after that incident and after Jack and I moved, um, the paranormal uh, events did not stop. <laughs> Well, I feel like after you used the Ouija board as many times as we did, it was definitely 
granted, you know, we just kind of became the door. <laughs> That's a good, and you know what? We still have both those Ouija boards with us. It just anchors itself to me. Yeah. We actually keep one of the Ouija boards in our car at all times. Yeah, and the other one's oh. at my bedside. Oh, wait. I still have a little tiny bit of tea. I just had a little side story. So um, that same planchette we used the night that um, we talked to the family member who was a spirit. Um, that planchette we found later in my car, um, which was in um, one of Beef's jackets that had been in my car. And he threw it away walking home from work one day at a park. And you know where that planchette ended up again? In my fucking car. Oh. He threw it away. <laughs> and it ended up in the backseat. Yeah. It ended up in the backseat of my car. Yikes. That's crazy. Yeah. So anyways, sorry. So you guys tell your stories now because I was like way back. No, you're good. Um, so uh, Jack and I moved to Ohio. Um, like I said, like about six months after we started this whole Ouija and paranormal adventures. Um, and Ohio, just so everybody knows, is a lot older than Colorado is. So it has buildings and events that go back a lot farther than Colorado. Really fucking far. Really oh, fucking far. Like there were buildings on our main road for us to drive. Okay, so the roads where we lived were very small and there weren't really main roads in Delaware. Um, because most of the buildings were historic, so they literally could not be broken down. So they, like, the original streets mainly haven't been changed. They're all one with, like, one lane. It's, it's insane. And it's, like, all of Delaware. And a lot of Ohio, too. But, so, we thought that, you know, being in Ohio would be a pretty good, uh, um, pretty good opportunity to visit some old buildings, you know, that maybe have some normal escape, as right. one would say. Exactly. So we went on some adventures. Um, but like we were saying earlier, after that night, um, with the the protection from that family member, the Ouija board never worked again. We we went to abandoned we went to this mill one time, super late at night, um, and it was We've gotten ourselves literally kidnapped and killed. Oh yeah, yeah. We stretched through like at like three a.m. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, we we didn't get scared by anything paranormal. We did get scared by oh, some raccoons. And a stuff. lot of the animals, yeah, because that shit's scary. And when they're in the wild, girl, yeah, it was in their home, honey. It was back there in the forest, like it was an abandoned mill that had um the reason it broke down i don't remember it wasn't anything super traumatic like an explosion or something but there was a fuck ton of deaths and murders at like accounted at that one place yes hundreds of years there, there was, was a lot, lot of deaths. deaths holy shit um so and it was known to be really haunted yes um so we tried to use a ouija board nothing worked uh, we got some pretty good pictures and videos of it, though. It was beautiful. Oh, it my was. God. It was like a castle. It, it, was it looked old. And the inside of it. Okay, so, like, imagine a castle, but, like, hollowed out and made a terrarium. Yeah. That's oh, literally yeah. what it looked like. It was insane. That's really fucking cool. Mm. Um, another little sidebar story is... Ooh, my pinky kind of stuck to the... 
the ground. It took off a little bit of my pinky. Um, while we were in Ohio, there was definitely everything that we had experienced while we lived in Colorado just followed us. Um, and in fact, I think I personally think we picked up something even darker in Ohio somehow. Oh, um, because there was there was a few things that seemed like they attached himself to Jack and kind of kind of did a number did a number on him. <clears throat> you wanna go into detail about that story, babe? Oh yeah. I'm this. Well, it was the night that we were cleansing our shadow books because we had gone to Meyer, I think it was. Yeah. And um, we had gotten like these shadow journals that looked super nice. And we wanted to start, you know, writing, you know, sigils and spells and just things that we learn about spices and herbs and just the world and witchcraft. Um, and while we were blessing them, I was using sage, which I know I as I should not be using. Um, huh? Why? That's why that people is, cannot be using sage. That's a whole topic for another episode. We're gonna skip oh. past that. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, so I was unknowingly using sage, um, thinking that it would help cleanse my books and just you know protect, um. And I was sitting on my bed, and our bed was pressed up against a cement wall. We were staying in the basement of my parents' home at the time, and my back was to the wall. We were playing games or something, and I was on my phone, and all of a sudden I felt a very sharp burning pain on the back of my uh, right shoulder. Um, and I asked Chris to check uh, my shoulder and see what was going on. And he took a picture, and there was three big scratch marks on my back, like just after cleansing our books. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. God. Oh, and yeah. that was not even the first one, or that was the first one, but it definitely was not the last one. No, it definitely happened again. I can't remember what happened. I remember the story. Second time. Mm. I think Dang. it was here. No, here was the third one. Yeah, so I've been scratched multiple times, and it's just honestly at this point, a lot of paranormal things have happened to us, so it's kind of hard. I've during this episode, I've found myself like recollecting so many moments that have happened mm -hmm. that I don't even remember. You know, yeah. so many things have happened that it's getting hard to remember specific moments. You know, especially because not all of them, I think a lot of people expect the paranormal to be like some crazy shadow figure like running at you or like, you know, doors and cabinets slamming in front of you constantly. I mean, that's not like always normal activity. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that is so cinematized. Yeah, it's like that's movie. That's not what I mean. Yeah, that does happen. Absolutely. But the thing is, is like it's not that often just that that happens, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. There's a like, lot more that goes into it, and just like we were talking about earlier in this episode, you know, there's all kinds of different spirits. Some of them like you know pretty jewelry, so they'll take your jewelry, you know, and they'll hide it for long periods of time and give it back. Mm -hmm. And you know, just like that, like there are demons that like to take things that are important to you because they think it's funny. You know, I'm pretty sure it's called the jokester. Um. There's. A plethora of different spirits that just do different things and not all of them show themselves and not all of them are malevolent either like they're not there to hurt you they're there to honestly just 
annoy the shit out of you. That's like true. Hunting. Yeah. And you, you feeding into them helps give them energy. You know, noticing them and giving them attention gives them energy. It feeds them. Yep. Very true. Um, so we have one, we have one more story that's kind of outside of ghosts. It's still paranormal in a sense. So do we have any more ghost stories before we move on? I don't think so. I don't. Think so. I don't. No. Straight out. So right. It's been a solid also just, it's been like an hour and 20, 25 minutes that we've had yeah. straight content. Good shit. Well, yeah, because all of us are like, oh, we hear a story and we're like, oh my god, here's a story. Yeah. And then we're like, oh my god, here's <laughs> another story. And like, oh my god. <laughs> Alright, well, to wrap this up, we're gonna, we're gonna step aside from the ghosts and go into a different sci-fi type story. Um, Jack, that just happened recently. Yeah, very actually very recently when we were um, trying to record this episode for the first time. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. That was so, oh my gosh. That's insane. That is crazy. So this episode has tried to be recorded probably three different times, just so everybody is very much so aware. Fails every time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this time is going good. But yeah, the last time we tried to record this one specific episode, um, we were trying to get it all to work, and it wasn't working on my computer for some reason. Like, it's worked every other time, and it's working now, but it wasn't working that one specific night. Um, it, I we just technical, audio yeah, audio issue, issues, technical difficulties, like, you name it, we were having it that night. So I was trying to show Dariel and Logan what was happening, and so I FaceTimed them on my phone. Um, and it was, it, you know, it was working for like the first 10 minutes, um, and then after that, something, just something really weird happened. All of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden, their sound, like, or not all of a sudden, it was, it was a slow progression, but their sound kind of became like white noise almost. And then over the course of a good 15 seconds, the white noise was like, the white noise uh, volume was growing and they were, the sound of like their voices was going down. So after the 15 seconds, it was like just white noise for a little while. And then it was this really weird, I... It was his voice, I'm sorry. I hesitate. Like, it, it sounded actually like some not not a person not somebody talking like if like you, a, the best thing i could ever reference to explain it and i mean literally exactly is go watch the movie the fourth kind if you have never if anybody listening to this has never seen the movie the fourth kind it's like if energy energy watch that movie that's what that it is exactly like there are moments in that movie where you hear aliens talk through audio um, recorder, and that is literally how it sounded coming through his phone. It you were cool with it. Oh yeah, so and they sent us Snapchats of it too, and we heard it. Yeah, like, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find the video so I can like play the audio. But uh, like as this was happening, and like Jack and I both. So they didn't hear it on their end. It was, like, just coming out of, like, 
my phone speakers, like just the sound we becoming super weird. Yeah, yeah. They heard the recording that we took of it because as soon as it started happening, we're like, oh my God, we have to, we have to tape this. You know, this is crazy. And it it messed with our audio, even on the FaceTime though. Like it, mm -hmm. it through the FaceTime and like we could still hear you guys the whole time, but like your audio was like super jumbled. Like it yeah. was kind of fun. So after hearing this super, super weird sounds coming out of my phone, um, actually, oh, yeah, so it sounded like roughly like talking, couldn't understand it at all. Um, and then there was like this weird smoke alarm beeping that I just didn't make any sense. And eventually it did stop and we could, you know, we could hear Daryl and Logan again. Um, again but yeah so then after that happened we were like okay well let's just like change like change phones you know so i hung up on my phone we got on jack's phone and on my phone so yeah separate different device yeah and mm -hmm. about five ten minutes into it it happened again i started mm -hmm. to have a panic attack i've never never in my entire life i have anxiety sure. and everything but i've never had a panic attack like that i actually could not well like you can feel I the energy Things like that happen. Like you can feel it. You can it tell that your phone is just fucking up because, like, you get mad and you're like, "It was not just my phone." Yeah, uh, no, I've never yeah. ever in my entire life felt that way. I was terrified. It it actually sounded like something was trying to communicate to us through our phone, and it wasn't you guys because you guys would be completely silent and something would be speaking through our speakers. Yeah. Big oops. Yeah, I, <laughs> as you'll see from the video, I honestly I wanted to communicate with it. I was very intrigued. I wasn't as scared. I was just very intrigued. Very like, why us? Why here? Why now? Yeah, but yeah. something something kind of crazy happened to Jack shortly after that. Well, I didn't really want to bring it up. Oh, you didn't want to bring up that part? Like, well, no, no, no. I didn't want to bring it up to you that it happened for a few days. Oh, yeah. Just because, like, literally the morning after I woke up, I had these few... The best way I could describe it is it looked like I almost had hives underneath my... Right, oh, directly underneath my belly button. Are you talking about this? You literally showed me. And yeah. I... And it itched really bad. It was so interesting. And I didn't bring it up because I was like, you're being paranoid, like, stop, like, all, like, stop freaking out, you know? It'll go away, you probably just had some a reaction to something you ate, or like, whatever. And so, a week passes by, and it's only getting, like, l like slowly worse, um, itching, and it started to freak me out. So, I slowly brought it up to Chris, I was like, hey... <laughs> I don't want to sound crazy. Please don't call me crazy. But the night after all that stuff happened on your phone, I woke up and I had like some weird rash underneath my belly button. And it's not going away. And right now it really, really itches. And Chris was just wondering if it hurt, but it didn't hurt at all. It just itched. And, but I had never, ever had an, a reaction like this. And like, mind you, I'm not allergic to anything. Like, I don't have allergies, really. Not that I know of, obviously, but I hadn't changed my diet. I wasn't wearing anything different. Literally the same work uniform I wear every single day that I've been wearing for six months. Um, so I can try. that little rash is still under my belly button. To this day, it looks a little better. It's healing over for sure. However, <laughs> it's 
terrifying because all I can think is that maybe something happened that night afterwards and I just don't know and I you know Mm -hmm. just my paranoid brain just thinks I was abducted by aliens and it would make sense I mean like the belly button you know that's where the umbilical cord is really believe that yeah even if you weren't abducted like there's no reason they can't do something here on earth to you yeah come down here while you're sleeping and like mess with you and then like leave and you would have no knowledge of it at all yeah that makes me want to commit I'm leaving. I don't even want to go to the moon. Sleep with your eyes open, bitch. Cry. Basically, just don't sleep. <laughs> then I'll really start seeing demons. Period. All right. Well, is that is that all of our stories? Oh. Definitely I'm not all. I would not say that that's the cap of everything. Oh, no. that we think of right now. We'll definitely yeah. have another episode, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll have to do follow. You know what? We'll have to make this like a ritual, you know, a Halloween ritual for you guys. We'll have to do a paranormal update episode every October. Oh, yeah. I love that. And we can also have an episode of people. This is our listeners. Sending yes. us stories that you've had happen to you. Absolutely. That would be a great episode. If we could get all of your guys's paranormal stories, we could make a whole episode out of that. And we would react. Even if your friends and family haven't listened, just have yeah. them send their stories in too. Just send in stories. Absolutely. That would be a great episode. Mm-hmm. Our podcast fucking comments. Everything. Like on Podbean. Like, we yep. want to look at all of it. We want to hear your feedback. Is it spicy? Do this one. Mm-hmm. Spicy stories out there. Agreed. You need that. For all the people that are listening, I know we know, and we'd love to hear your paranormal shit just to get to know you. True. That's on period. Well, I think we're ready for song. I think you're right. Let's get our song recommendations out and ready. I have some good songs this time. Me too. I I have two. One isn't qualified as a song. It's an album, but I just have to vocalize it because it's out there and I have not been on the show since it's been out. I guess should I start? Oh, I inputted that for myself. But I think that everybody should be listening to the album right now. Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. If you are not, are you living under a rock? I don't know where you're living. Um, What the fuck are you? <laughs> but mwah, perfection and then to fit the theme of this whole shebang i think everybody should go listen to the song inferno by bella poor um it's a very great song spooky why do you like it why do i like it yeah because it makes me feel like i want to like set my house on fire Hell, um, because yeah, it, like, it makes me feel like I can control fire. I don't know why, and I don't know if that makes any sense. But if you like songs that make you feel like a fire queen, that song. That song, period. Very nice. And yes, I will say Bella Poor because everybody keeps calling her Bella Porch, and that is not her name. 
spell it forward. It ends with C-H doesn't mean that it's porch. Everybody's hating on Bella Porch, and, like, I get it because, like, she got famous for nothing, but that is the cutest human being that has ever existed in my life. Her TikToks. And her voice, she's cute. Everybody's like, oh, this is how TikTokers are getting famous, and they're like, auto-tune. I'm like, you guys, you're just mad. Like, what are you doing? You're sitting behind a fucking computer fucking TikTok about a little girl. Like, or how, no, she's not even a little girl. Like, she's literally an adult woman. She just looks young. She was literally in the fucking military. Like she was. I didn't know that. She has tattoos all over her body. She's not sixteen. She literally is like a whole fat bitch. Okay, like she's lived a fucking life, and everyone's like, anytime I I hear her name, like anime video that she did where it like follows your face, and she like every time I see it, it just melts my fucking heart. I'm like, she's so cute. That's wild. Is your lamp on? Is your okay? Whose song recommendation is next? (laughs) I'll go next after I'm done dying. Um, the song that I recommend is I. I don't really know most following the theme of why I pick my songs. I don't really know why. It just makes me feel really good. Um, like when I listen. To it. it also is like kind of a humbling song because like okay so here it is the song is called oh my lord um and yeah i don't know it's just got some like almost like gospel choirs in the background and like oh i don't know it's just a very feel song so i think i'll check it out give it a straight uh but yeah. If so you keep between all, this, I would like to point out is probably going to be a fucking nightmare. Okay, so my song recommendation next. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay, so mine isn't necessarily a song; it's more of an artist recommendation because all the songs that I've seen by her, for the most part, are just covers. But oh my god, I love her. So her name is Rain Paris, and she does like punk goes pop type covers of all of my favorite songs. Like she's done Driver's License, she's done Montero, she's done Slumber Party, she's done Positions, like she's done so many different things, and all of them are so good. So just her in general, I suggest looking up because she's gonna have probably a song from one of your favorite artists on there, most likely. Hell yeah. Yeah, hold on. Uh real quick, I'm just trying to add these to the playlist. What were your two? Happier than ever. That's right. The entire album. And then Inferno by Bella Poor. He's my handsome little cat. He's just sitting on my lap, hanging up. Well, and then I said something, and now he's ready to go. Yeah, he's there. You mentioned it, now I have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get a bit, mother. Alright, Dario. Well, who, what, what was yours? Mine was Rain Paris, the artist. R-A-Y-N-E? R-A-I-N, like the rain, and, and then, then Paris, like, yeah, like Paris, France. I can't wait until Kevin's not an asshole. 
Because Kevin is the reason I can have sustained. You're slowly introducing them. Nago is really, really nice with him. Oh, no, he's fighting it. He's fighting. He said, I don't want to sleep right now, but this feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Logan, do you want to go with yours next? I said mine already. You and Kurt, you and Jack were talking, so just saying. What was yours? <laughs> so mine is um, so mine is a song called It's Not All About You by Laurent. Um, I don't really know why. I... Every time we do a podcast, I'm like, it's vibey. It makes me feel good. But, like, yeah. that's why I like all my songs, because they just, like, make me happy and they get me hyped. Exactly. Like, this song is like that. It's got some, like, gospel choir in the background. Like, oh, it's just so good. But also, it kind of, like, puts you in your place. And, like, yeah. What when a song does that? <laughs> yeah. If you don't think about the song as, like, you're going in on somebody and you're saying to them, like, it's not all about you, and you're like, you kind of put it on yourself. I don't know. It's just like it actually is an introspective song and like kind of makes you think and like puts things in perspective. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just really good. Um, it's Not All About You by Lawrence. Um, definitely you should check it out. I think y'all will. Oh. oh, I love that. Um, Paradox. Mm-hmm. Paradox, bitches. Let me go ahead and jump into my next one. Okay, so my song recommendation for this episode is not going to be like a, an underrated artist that like needs more help. I, he does not need any more help. Um, but Lil Nas X just dropped a new album. I haven't listened to all the songs yet, but I did listen to this one called That's What I Want. And that is such a good song. It's so good. Um, I don't know. I really like what he's like. He's like opening. <laughs> he's kind of doing what the beginning of like the LGBTQ plus um rights movement was like doing, you know, he's just doing it on a celebrity scale. So it just seems like he's doing he's doing some work for for the gays. Other people's words uh, uh, towards the gays against them. Oh, like, like Montero and his fucking shoes. And honestly, if you think his shoes are satanic, you can suck the shit straight out of my asshole. <laughs> On period. Oh. Well, Keep that can... in. <laughs> Keep that in. <laughs> At least no, I can't keep it in. No, but I, I really like that song. You just throw in the Christian's words right back in their faces, bitch. Yeah, we are going to hell, so you know what? Why not celebrate it, then? <laughs> Period. Period. Y'all are too much. Round it for the girls in the back. We have a strangely big um, older audience. Really? Yeah, it's kind of weird. All right, well, I think that's all of our song recommendations for this episode. Hope you guys liked them. Make sure to go listen to them. We have a... We have a playlist on Apple Music and on Spotify. So if you have either of those, search the minorities recommendations. It'll mm, be right there. there. Period. It'll okay. be right there. You can listen to all the songs we've recommended on this podcast. 
So I think that just about wraps up our paranormal adventures episode. Uh, go ahead and tell us what you thought about it. And if you don't yeah. like Billy Eilish, then don't. Yeah, we don't want to hear if you don't like our song recommendation. Just tell us if you say it. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. we want to hear and you can let us know all of your opinions, good, bad, indifferent, you know. Um, you can let us know those at theminorities at gmail.com um, or pretty much you know, wherever you're listening on. You can also follow us wherever you're listening, um, whether that be Podbean, um, Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora. Um, you can give us pretty much, you can give us a listen pretty much anywhere <laughs> you listen to that sound. It goes into your ears. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I've been sitting with my mouth lately, and I've noticed that it does a lot better of a job. Along with all of these things, you can also follow us on Instagram to keep up with us. It's the same as the email at the minorities. Um, we are trying to post more regularly on there. Uh, we've been doing a little better, but you know, we're working on it. <laughs> uh, but leave us a rating for this episode. And make sure you tell your friends and family about it. And yeah, I think that's about it. Hell yeah. Perfect. Yes. Bye next time. time. Bye. 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 Bye.